Hello and welcome back to the Force and Forever podcast. Stop laughing, Darren. We're being professionals here. And this week we are continuing on with the final edition of our draft needs for teams. And we are looking at the AFC East. So that would be us heading up to Chile, Buffalo, before heading down to sweltering Miami, back up to New England, where, you know, there's people there, and then finish up in New York. And uh, there's obviously not been much change around that division for quite some time. It's just been business as usual with the Patriots just dominating for a decade plus. But is this the year where things can change? Well, let's step up to Buffalo first of all, who finished with a 6-10 and record last year. But they do have 10 picks in the draft, including number 9 overall, where they could go for something along the lines of defensive tackle, edge or perhaps an offensive lineman in order to protect their running quarterback who doesn't know how to throw yet but still throws better than Lamar Jackson in my opinion in Josh Allen so where do you see Buffalo going with their early pick then Darren 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 (laughs) oh my god come back Darren (laughs) sorry I fell asleep (laughs) this division is crap um at defensive tackle or edge, yeah, there's players they could take there. Um, Brian Burns from Florida mm-hmm. might be a good choice there. If Juwan Taylor's still available at yes. nine, he would be my go-to. Um, I don't know if he will be though. People have been talking about how some teams might reach quite highly on Juwan Taylor, which is why they think the Haskins might fall. Mm. That some of the teams that might take Haskins might take Taylor and give their quarterback another year. Okay, um, including the New York Giants is one that yeah. I've been hearing. Of course, there has all also been all this spin about, uh, oh, people aren't that high on Haskins anymore. Oh, he's dropping down. He's going to be the fourth quarterback taken off the board. And it's just, shut up. Yeah, this it's is, this not is... on him. It's on the teams in that position with their players. Because obviously, if you already have a player, it's a lot cheaper and a lot less risky to keep that player and try and build. It's very easy to explain. But if you decide, as the Bengals or the Giants, to say, Dalton, Eli, bugger off, mm. we've got Haskins, that's that kind of comment, that changes everything. You're changing the whole team at that point, and you are on the hook for that. So a lot of the players that... The reason I bring up Haskins is that most of Buffalo's choices at nine are going to be affected by what happens to Haskins earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, because they'll want Taylor... Um, I think would be their number one choice. Or Jonah Williams as well. So Juwan Taylor, Jonah Williams, these are guys that could... Could land to Buffalo. Yeah, could make a big difference if they, if teams decide to stick with their quarterback. Yeah, well, Buffalo have been uh, making a bit of a splash in free agency. Uh, they made Mitch Morse, one of the higher-paid centres in the league, uh, picked up Quinton Spain, not really that great uh, an, an addition. Uh, they've gone for Tyler Croft at tight end from Cincinnati, who has you know flashed potential. Uh, but uh, wide receivers where they've made the biggest splash, or should that be just a little splash? Because little little Cole Beasley, he's signed for them. I don't I don't really mean to be like that with Cole Beasley. He's he's an excellent player, really good acquisition, one of the better slot receivers in the league. And they also picked up John Brown previously from Baltimore. He's seen him at the Arizona Cardinals as well. And don't go discount Robert Foster, who really exploded last season, despite the fact that his quarterback can't really... Well, he can throw the ball, but he can't throw it accurately yet. 
Yeah, there was the um, game last year when he Josh Allen hurt his shoulder, mm-hmm. but through like I think it was against Packers, and through like three quarters he was untouchable. He was played amazing. He was like playing like Rogers, he was like copying him from the <laughs> other side of the field, and then he hurt his shoulder. Did, did you just compare? No, I said he was playing like in a game where uh, Rogers was also playing, so okay. they were going back and forth. Okay, and then um, going to call you out on yeah, that one. AJ McCarron had to come in because mm. he hurt his shoulder. And I think that shoulder thing has affected Josh Allen. Oh, absolutely. Well, part of me thinks he's better than we think he is, and that's why Buffalo were so invested in getting weapons. Was it shoulder or was that his elbow injury? Because yeah, they, he they, did. He banged it on a helmet. Yeah, when he was trying to get away from a uh, rush. Yeah, and he, people were very worried about it because that's the sort of injury that some baseball players get, and then just never really managed to recover. I think it's because the surgery. I don't know when you're a quarterback because the motion. This, you don't need to get Tommy John surgery. Yes, that's the one. Because you're not doing this. Mm-hmm. It's really great for podcasts. But when yeah, you great. rotate your arm, you move your elbow in a certain way, and that's how pitchers pull that muscle. Da- Darren throwing... is moving his arm more in a in a sidewinder motion. Uh, <laughs> just, just yeah, like a an un- un- underhand pass almost. As if you're bending it around something. Just how Mahomes... I like how I, I, I'm doing it now. <laughs> Which is how Mahomes throws it. Yes. But when you're... A normal quarterback motion, throwing it over the top of your head in that L shape. That's the whole baseball way of throwing that's coming through that. It's, just, it's a different motion to you, what you see from some other quarterbacks. Like, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, a little bit of news this uh, this week is that Mahomes has kind of laid down the gauntlet, perhaps, to Josh Allen, saying that they should have a bit of a, a throw-off next season. And like, they're saying next season, so they're probably going to make this a ticketed event, like a, a stadium full of 50,000 people, just watching two guys sling a ball as far as they can. Well, wherever it's probably they... the most excitement Buffalo are going to get next year. I'm be I, w- I once saw a player for I think he was playing for yeah he was playing for the Scottish Claymores, and he was an offensive lineman, and he threw a ball from one end zone to the other. <laughs> Some people were just slight exaggeration. Maybe fell slightly short, but it was not far away. Anyway, so where would you go with this pick? Is it? Just offensive should be line. offensive line. Just but it's going to, gonna, if, so if either of those guys are gone, because there's such a drop off at mm. offensive line. So if Taylor or Williams are not on the board at nine, then I'm going best player available. I'm going. Oh, there it is. Going, Put it on a t shirt. Yeah, going, you know, defensive line. I think the Ed Olivers, Wilkins, Rashangari, if you want to take a leap. Yeah, with that sort of system, you could do with having someone internally. Uh, Jerry Hughes was a, a pretty good contributor last year, and obviously you got Trent Murphy in there too. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds at linebacker and Lorenzo Alexander helping out there as well. Uh, Matt Milano, very underrated linebacker. So they ha- they have a really good linebacking and uh, defensive back core, I would say. Could maybe do with another uh, free safety, perhaps. Anyway, uh, moving on from the Buffalo Bills, and we will hit up the Miami Dolphins. Oh boy, so. What are our thoughts on the Miami Dolphins, who finished with a 7-9 and record, as they always seem to do, and have finished up with the 13th overall pick in the first round? We see them needing kind of everything, really. Mm-hmm. Obviously, quarterback. If Haskins drops, do you take him? I see him fitting in quite well in a, a Dolphins uniform, actually. I could see Dwayne Haskins totally being... Totally sold on Trevor Lawrence. Is this like <laughs> they're going to suck for suck for Lawrence? They're going to have to find a different way of saying that. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Luke Falk and Jake Ruddick are not your solution there. But 
we were discussing this previously. Is it just a case of you build the team first and then you slot in the quarterback? They've let one of their tackles go to Denver. You've still got Laramie Tunsil there, who's never quite lived up to the hype. Yeah, they, they, they could really do with some help on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, again, they also need help on defense. So where do you go? I'm just reading that roster. It's not good. I think the only player I like there is Kenny Stills. They are they are blowing it up. <laughs> they are not good. Yes, they absolutely are not good. Other than, oh, of course, I would say Kenyon Drake at running back is still an excellent player. He's someone to build around. But um, and then you look at the, the defense. Oh, boy. So, sorry, listeners. We are just in awe of how bad this looks like it's going to go. Um, this is a guy actually called Tankersley. Yeah. <laughs> where, is, where is he? Where is he? He's a strong safety or cornerback. Cor- oh, Cor- Cordrea. Cordrea Tankersley. You just put him on. Yeah, just why not? <laughs> just just for, for the lols. For the lols. Stick him in there ahead of Bobby McCain. Well, why wouldn't you? So, yeah, um, 13th overall, they've got a lot of needs. Uh, around about that time, let's just hypothesize that Dwayne Haskins is not available there. Most influential positions we're going then. There's someone on the edge. Uh, um, what's his name? It's not going to come back. Someone like Sweat or mm-hmm. Brian Burns. Yes. Um, or in the D-line, you know, Ed Oliver. Um, yeah, he, there is talk that he might still go down that far. Um, Devin Bush. You know, cornerbacks, um, do you reach for someone like Greedy Williams at 13, knowing that you'll have shored up that position for a few years? If you get an option at Greedy Williams at 13, you bite the hand off for that. I think Greedy Williams would be an excellent pick at that point. Um, I can't see him falling past someone like the Lions, though. But yeah, I know the PFF, we're talking about the Bills, Yes. take the best cornerback and they got slammed by Bill's fans <laughs> for saying that why do you do that <laughs> you got so many but good guys the there. logic is there it's like it's so hard to find a good cornerback that fits and you just have to keep taking chances until you get a couple of solid players because once the outside is sorted then yeah, you can do good. a lot of creative stuff on the inside yeah well the Bills have Tredavious White on one side and then they have Kevin Johnson on the other so could probably do with that uh, that book ending of the, the, the whole defence but um for, for Miami, uh, I, I do see it depends on what's happened with quarterback, but I, I do see them wanting to just build a team first of all. And I think that that's going to start with an offensive line at, uh, at number 13. Dillard. Andre Dillard could, could well be the guy to go. Uh, Cody Ford is also still getting plenty of mentions. Uh, yeah, I would say best player available at either offensive line or defensive line personally, because I, I think that's a good place to start building. I think um, their fans would be dancing if they got Ed Oliver, I think. I think, I think most fans would be dancing if yeah, they got Ed they Oliver. got 13. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, Wilkins, Wilkins and Gary, maybe Lawrence would be a little bit of a reach there, but it depends on how much they, they feel they need to fill that position. Yeah. I'm just really quickly going to refer back to a, a friend of mine, Neil Shepard, who is a Miami Dolphins fan. Very, like probably my oldest friend, I think, and neighbor for a long, long time. I asked him how he became a Dolphins fan, and he just told me that uh, he got a cap with her logo on it and picked them in Madden, and that was that. His fate was sealed. And I'm trying to remember the names of some of those uh, guys that he used to love. I think there was a, a, a couple of wide receivers. Did James Wetton play for them? Or was that? No, that was. Uh, 
started watching oh. NFL like five years oh, ago. Oh, there was, there was an OJ who played wide receiver. Not Simpson. Oh, I, can't, I can't remember. That's going to make me feel real bad. Sorry about that, Neil. The player I was talking about in question was OJ McDuffie. And he was catching passes from Dan Marino at the end of his career and saw that glorious transition towards Jay Fiedler. <sighs> Bet that takes you back there, Neil. Back to the good old days. Oh boy, they were terrible, weren't they? <laughs> Regarding what Neil thinks about the Dolphins offseason, that is a whole new episode that we could dive into. And they say that they should have moved on from Tannehill two seasons ago, uh, but the draft isn't the best for a QB. So he thinks that it would make sense to try and bolster, bolster offensive line and could also go with the Rams slash Eagles slash Browns model of uh, getting a young QB in and attempting to put some big names around him. Sorry, I'm sorry. But get, get the big names around him before he commands a higher wage in years four and five. So Neil seems to think that QB this season is a no-go, build the team first, which is what I kind of just what I just said. And that was without going back and reading that. So uh, yeah, thanks very much for that input, Neil. Moving on from the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this division, man. This division. <laughs> So, yeah, you know you know what's coming. Anyway, yeah, the New England Patriots have... they got the 32nd overall pick. How do you get the 32nd overall pick again, Dan? By winning it. Mm, By winning yeah. it all. By, By having Edelman. Yes. And no one ever marking him. Yeah. But uh, at uh, a tight end these days, they have uh, Jacob Hollister, Stephen Anderson, Matt Lacoste. So no Gronk going forward, at least unless... Tom asks him to come back nicely. Says you'll give him a keg or something. No, I don't think it's happening. What I think is going to happen is Belichick's going to sign some six foot five lacrosse player <laughs> who played rugby league in the Samoan American Samoa, and he's going to teach him how to play tight end for twenty five minutes. Going to get a pro arm wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then put, professional put, hot dog eater. Yeah. Put, put, uh, <laughs> professional tiddly, tiddlywinks player in the slot. And, and just, uh, just watch the titles scheme, continue to roll in. Scheme quarterback. Yeah, we could we could <laughs> say that. Anyway, yeah. So uh, it's gonna be a tight end. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Newcomb Patriots. You think a tight end? Mm. Do you reckon either of the big two are going to follow that far? No, it's or going to probably be Irv Smith Jr. I think. Out of Alabama. There's been a lot of talk about they like winners. Mm. Place for Alabama, and he's fast and. Beautiful. They were saying about how he might drop because he's not the best under like a looping ball and he doesn't like having to go up and get it. But Brady's the quarterback and it's the new, <laughs> new England Patriots scheme. So he's going to be wide open. No, he has to bring it down and run five yards. As long as Tom Brady's the quarterback and Bill Belichick is the uh, the coach, you can just put anyone out of wide receiver because it's what they've done for the longest time. Wide receiver is still a place where they should look at upgrading because uh, at the moment you're throwing to Julian Edelman, Philip Dorsett, Bruce Ellington. I think this may be another podcast entirely, but what's wrong with Edelman? As in like... Oh, no, no. Like I'm, 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 I'm not, <laughs> Edelman to me is like top I'm not, three wide receivers in the league. At no, this no, point. no. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> d- dining on Julian He's Edelman. Proven it. I'm saying that you have Julian Edelman and then after that you've oh, you got, got a drop yeah, off. But you don't need anything because you've got Edelman. Yeah, okay, so just have n- no one else on the field <laughs> yeah. and just have Tom Brady uh, throwing to Julian Edelman behind the massive like offensive line. Every other year. Um, I think if they can sort out tight end, I wouldn't be surprised if 
the Patriots end up with like Eric Decker and just some <laughs> random wide receiver pairing. Steve Largent's going to come back. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's just going to be ridiculous. The uh, player that makes a difference for the New England Patriots, I think we've gone down to what the top. 70 players are going on this list so none of these players are the player that's going to make a difference <laughs> it's going to be yeah some guy out of like Notre Dame lacrosse getting picked up in free agency that's going to make the big difference to this team next year I... they're going to sign Des Bryant and <laughs> Ndamukong Sue and I wouldn't be surprised if they got Sue yep he, he would be a guy who would fill a need there because at defensive tackle at the moment you've got Lawrence Guy and Mike Pennell they've got the most picks as well they have 12 picks. See, that's the whole thing. But they, they stockpile their picks. They, the, the New England Patriots are always involved in the trading of picks around about draft time. I think they've been involved in something like a third of all pick trades over the last uh, decade and a bit, which is insane. So, yeah, they do have the 31st overall. They have the 56th overall from the Bears, 64th. They then have three picks in the third round. With number 56, do you see them going for Jones from... Duke, do you think they're going to take a quarterback this year? Is this the year that they... Well, they've done it before when they got Jimmy G and he was too good to stay around, so he had to move on. It just depends on how long Brady can keep going, but we all know these questions and is this going to, you're going to be his final year? Who really knows? Daniel Jones would be the sort of guy who I could see going uh, in the second round there. What about your boy, Will Greer? Welcome back to the Will Greer podcast, everyone. <laughs> I don't think Will Greer will go to to um, New England, I think. No, it's going to be Daniel Jones. Um, I could also see New England doing some weird thing where they trade like a fourth-round pick for Brissett again. And just <laughs> yes, take, take Jacoby Brissett back and then just be happy for a couple of years. Because well, he's already played in the system and he's a Belichick boy, you know. It's one of those things that wouldn't surprise me if they did manage to do that. Essentially, it's, just just put him out on loan for a year and then get some some more picks back. It's a Real Madrid thing. Mm. You sell your player for like fifteen million and buy him back for fifty because you need him. Yeah, but now of course they do have. We'll just finish this one up real quick. They do have a bit of a hole in that defensive line now uh, because uh, Trey Flowers has moved on to Detroit. What have they got in that sort of back end of the first? Mm, then through to the middle and end of the second round there. It's quite quite deep in for us. It's not something as far as we tend to look. Zach Allen would be an interesting one mm-hmm. um, from Boston College. He's from the area. In Boston, yeah. Boston He's from Hawaii. the area. You know, um, he could do it. Um, I don't think Tillery's going to fall that far. No. Is Simmons going to be overlooked? Because I've not... I haven't heard people talk about him as much as they were talking about him before. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he gets overlooked and he falls to 32 for the Patriots. That's what's um, going to happen. Someone's going to fall. They're going to have an immense amount of talent and they're just going to pick up that particular well, person. They'll pick up play DeAndre Baker or Byron Murphy <laughs> or something to play across from their boy. Oh, what's his name? The only good player they actually have, the one on the only good player on paper, oh, Stephon Gilmore. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On, on paper doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. It's not on paper. It's on Patriot. So <laughs> that's just how they play. Anyway, on paper they've got Brady. That's it. That's all I need. No, Brady. Yeah. And um, Gilmore, I think, and Gronk before he retired, and yeah. everyone else is role players playing in a scheme. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, uh, we do need to move on because I've got a hot date to go to. So we're going to finish up with the New York Jets. And they are going to be picking with the sixth overall, sorry, third overall pick even, uh, after a 4-12 and record. But there's an awful lot of positivity still going on in New York right now because everyone feels that they have their boy in Sam Darnold at quarterback. It's a matter of that. So about the kits. Which are pretty sweet. Yeah. They look, I, I they really look like, like Power Rangers. Yeah, exactly. And the Green Ranger was the coolest. You know, Tommy was pretty badass. bad guy. Yeah, but then he also wasn't. And then he was kind of like an anti-hero sometimes. Yeah, he became the White Ranger. That was me miming playing flute on a knife. Was it? I don't know. I can't I don't remember. know what he was doing, but... Welcome to the Power Rangers way, podcast. In Scotland, don't play a flute. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Don't do that. Don't start any marching bands. <laughs> so, uh, obviously... Number the... three, we haven't had a pick this high in ages. Yeah. They're going to trade it, Stuart. <laughs> They're just going to move, move back. <laughs> They're going to trade it up. and get the best player available. Ah, best player available! <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, there, there's also a lot of talk about Edge... Um, I think a lot of people were saying that Josh Allen would be a good pick for there or potentially Nick Bosa if he doesn't get picked up. Uh, Josh Allen would be amazing for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think watching him nice smash fit. into Brady three or four times a season would be a lot of fun. Damn, we're, we're supposed to be a fair know, and impartial podcast but, here. But we want it this division... really, really fun. <laughs> we want this division to get a bit stronger. Mm-hmm. And it isn't, other than... Le'Veon Bell. I think Le'Veon Bell is probably the only player that's been added to this division that really makes any difference at all. Excellent addition. Uh, they, they paid the big money for him. It wasn't even that big, though. Could have been much more money they spent on him. Well, it's a, it's a running back. Like, he's getting premium money for a running back. They pretty much just paid him for this year what the cap went up by. Mm. So they haven't really changed yeah. their actual roster at all in terms of what they're paying everyone else. It's it, At the moment, it's going Le'Veon Bell... And then, now, listeners, imagine my hand is about six feet in the air. And then imagine it at about five foot eleven or something like that for Todd Gurley. And then the pay scale just goes right down to an Oompa Loompa after that. There's just no other running backs that are getting any money like that. Um, They could do with some help at uh, the wide receiver side of things. So do, do you go and build the offense for Darnold? Or are you happy with what you've given him with Bell? And you just focus on that defense side because that was a real Achilles heel for them last season. Uh, they have also picked up CJ Mosley, a linebacker from Baltimore. They paid him quite a lot of money. And got Kalichi Osemele as well. But yeah, they got Osemele, who is a previously Raiders. very highly touted Raiders player. Uh, he was on that, that offensive line that the Raiders had that made Carr look brilliant until he got injured. Yes. They also have Kelvin Beecham, uh, previously of the Jacksonville Jaguars who was very much in the same same boat as Coleccio Semley there, very highly touted, but then just kind of slipped away. But Maybe this is a career resurrection territory for them as well. well. They've given up on Robbie Anderson now. He's, he's gone. Is he gone? He didn't get fit enough oh. for them. So he's gone. I think if Anderson is gone and they don't just re-sign him on a smaller contract... Mm-hmm. Um, they do need to look at wide receiver, but not with a third pick. So with the, what have they got after that? The oh, they drop off a bit because they traded up last year. Well, uh, yeah, they don't have anything in the second. So after but they that, got the they quarterback. Have, yes, they they have the quarterback for the, of the future, in Sam Darnold. So and of course they do have Trevor Simeon just behind him there. And Davis Webb. And Davis Webb, yeah, the former man out of Cal. I think you take a few hit, few um, bombs here. I think you go. 
just try and get the best wide receiver at 68. I think mm-hmm. you just start to try and build a bit of um, help. Love the Jets to get Josh Gordon. <laughs> oh, that'd be an interesting interesting take there. Uh, but back that far, there's maybe a chance of getting someone like uh, Debo Samuel out of uh, NC, uh, no, sorry, um, South Carolina even. Paris Campbell, um, Riley Ridley. Mm-hmm. There's uh, players that are going to be there that can provide at least STEM com- competition. Mm-hmm. It, um, it just depends on how far back a lot of these players are going to fall because there is a, a great premium on wide receivers again. And you're going to see a lot of guys going for these people. So, like, again, by the numbers, we have likes of uh, JGR Sega Whiteside and Hakeem Butler ranked in the 50s and 60s. Uh, but we know that they're going to get picked up before that. We, we kind of project them as being um, second rounders, probably. But yeah, a, a lot could change. Um, so, you have the third pick, you're the Jets GM. Do you um, go for Allen or do you trade back? What do you do? Murray, Bosa, mm-hmm. Allen. That's how you rank it? Yeah. Cool. Or I swap picks with the Giants. Ooh. And then still pick up Allen. <laughs> Six. <laughs> but also get a couple of second round picks to go and get a wide receiver. Okay. okay. But that this is, as we were saying before, everything depends on if someone's going to move up for Haskins. Yes. I suppose it would depend on... Whether there's a strong enough belief the that Raiders, the Oakland think, Raiders would go for someone think, like Haskins, I don't know if the Jets would help the Giants, even though they are in separate, complete separate divisions, which I've always found. It, it depends. Very are you are you helping them, or are you just saying like, yeah, sure, we'll just take that off your hands. You can go higher if you want, but you're giving us more that's going to help us. It would depend on. on this is something I will find out. I went to New York for a week and a half in August, and I'm going to find out if there is actually a rivalry between the Jets and the Giants because. They use the same stadium and they're in completely separate conferences, which I find amazing. Obviously, it's a historical thing. But um, do they actually not get on? Like if the the Giants did come in and say, we'll give you number 17. They live in the same house. So, you know, they're like twin brothers are always at each other's throats, but one's always way more successful than the other. Do you think the two owners just get together and just kind of cry? Sometimes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say what just popped into my head there, but um, just yeah, Tom Brady. The Je- the Jets and the Giants are two teams that are going in opposite directions right now, but uh, there is a lot of optimism in New York, in the green side of things. So yeah, good luck to the Jets, I suppose. Any final thoughts on this division, Dan? Make them quick. Nope. <laughs> All right then. The, uh, the Patriots are going to win the division. And the Jets will do well if they get a wild card spot. Right. Well, uh, un- until then, I'm just I'm still going to continue uh, screaming for the Jets, 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 uh, flipping people through some tables. Uh, what do the Miami Dolphins do? Suck. Yeah. yeah okay. We'll continue doing that. Suck for two years. Hopefully, <laughs> Brady retires at 45. <laughs> Well, we'll just see how it goes. Anyway, guys, that will do it for our uh, AFC and NFC, the NFL, draft needs for for this season. Join us soon for our own little mock draft. Yeah, with the first pick, I'm going to pick, like, Byron Murphy. (laughs) Throw the whole thing out. Hunter. I'm going to draft John Elway. Is he still available? (laughs) Thank you and goodbye. (laughs) 